the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. We're going to take a look at the headlines right before we take a look at the lighter side of the news with James Blend. And in the second hour of today's program, this week's Christian Outlook. We'll hear from Dr. Albert Moeller as he talks about the growing scrutiny of the Turkish government as there were far more deaths than uh, should have uh, taken place following that brutal earthquake. We'll hear from Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs to talk about the churches outside the earthquake area that have come to minister to those who have have um, been impacted. And Bob Burney will look at the terrible loss of life and the toll of destruction in the wake of the February 6th earthquake in Turkey and Syria. All that coming up in the second hour of today's program. First, taking a look at some of the headlines, cultural problems. The city of Oakland, California, fired its police chief on Wednesday over the alleged cover-up of an officer's misconduct, marking the loss of the city's seventh head of police since 2016 as the department hits 20 years under federal oversight. Democratic Mayor Shang Tao announced she was firing police chief Laron Armstrong after an independent investigation concluded the chief and the department failed to properly investigate and discipline Sergeant Michael Chung, who was involved in a hit and run with his patrol car in 2021. A separate incident also showed Chung fired his firearm inside an elevator at the police headquarters, according to the Associated Press. A church employee has been sentenced after stealing $574,000 for gambling and vacations. A new era, UFO shootdowns, reveals strategic gaps in securing U.S. airspace and those unidentified flying objects. Never been true, newly revealed state inmate to population statistics contradict the popular argument from criminal justice reform advocates that prisons are largely filled with nonviolent drug offenders. Data from the Bureau of Justice Statistics, or BJS, show only 12.6% of the state prisoners are behind bars for drug-related crimes, and only 3.2% are locked up on possession charges, while five times as many people are in the state prisons for violent crimes rather than drug charges. Prominent Democrats and some Republicans across the country have pushed to decriminalize drugs by arguing, in part, that harsh drug laws have led to a prison population boom. Loving her chances, supporters are thrilled about Nikki Haley driving into the 2024 GOP presidential primary, but not everybody's excited. Off track, Pete Buttigieg blames former President Trump as he takes more heat for the toxic, toxic disaster harming Americans. Now, he's been out of office for two years, and somehow he's responsible for the uh, derailing. Going to get this done, Michigan Governor Whitmer says time for only thoughts and prayers are over, vows to take action on gun violence. And political litmus test, Nikki Haley calls for politicians over 75 to face mental competency tests. An Alaska school board member stood up against the vice president as he attempted to shut down a dad speaking out against sexually explicit materials in school libraries. 
We hear so much about diversity, inclusion, and equity and how it's one of the main objectives of the school board in the school district, the dad, Jay McDonald, said at an Anchorage school board meeting on February 7th. We don't often see specific examples of what diversity, inclusion, and equity looks like, though. So today, I brought an excellent representation. This is like the archetype of diversity, inclusion, equity material, that it's uh, one of the books that was just recently purchased for our libraries, he continued. The example of diversity, equity, and inclusion the father raised was a book with pornographic imagery and sex advice called Let's Talk About It. In one example, the book unpacks kinks, fantasies, and pornography. Hmm. Pretty shocking. A pollster is shocked to find that half of Americans believe the national media aims to mislead. Transgender bias. Celebrities are ripping into the New York Times for its irresponsible transgender coverage and demand an end to their both sides focus. Imagine that. Journalists focusing on both sides and giving the readers an opportunity to make a decision, an informed decision. Saying President Biden waved the white flag, Florida lawmakers passed a bill to send migrants to sanctuary states. To be fair, Senator Cruz pressed President Biden on allegedly using a $200 million jet to down a $12 science project. With blood on their hands, dim-run states' violent crime tripled as suspects walked without bail. Great irony, a report finds curbing U.S. oil and gas production would hurt the environment. Mental illness is real. Ted Cruz extends support after Fetterman checks into a hospital for clinical depression. Looking for answers, the transportation chair is planning to hold a briefing on the Ohio train disaster to uncover facts as safety concerns remain. Diversity demands President Biden signed a racial equity order requiring federal agencies to build an equity action plan. Totally unacceptable, Vice President Pence tears into Buttigieg for going AWOL as Ohio residents demand answers. He's yet to appear at the site of the uh, incident. Freeing families, an advocate says school choice is breaking teachers' unions' chokeholds on students. Vice President Kamala Harris does not see China as an adversary. In order to solve a problem, the first step is to acknowledge that you have one. For the administration, that means admitting that China is an enemy of the United States. Yet, despite the Chinese Communist Party's affront to American sovereignty via spy balloons and other intrusions, Vice President Kamala Harris still views the Red Dragon as a respected challenger to the U.S. instead of as a geopolitical threat that it is. The Congressional Budget Office, uh, their 10-year projections foresee mass deficits. The CBO said Wednesday the nation's debt will reach 118 percent of GDP by 2033, the highest level ever recorded, and continue to rise if current laws generally remain unchanged. The U.S. budget deficit is on track to surge over the coming decade, the Congressional Budget Office said, with cumulative deficits of $18.8 trillion, nearly 20 percent higher than the agency projected last May. Representative Jim Jordan subpoenaed big tech heads for speech suppression investigations. Jordan from Ohio, he subpoenaed Alphabet, Google, CEO um, Sundar Pichai, Apple CEO Tim Cook, Meta or Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, Amazon CEO Andy Jassy, and Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella to turn over records by the 23rd of March. Microsoft spokesperson said that they have started producing documents, are engaged with the committee, and committed to working in good faith. 
In December, before Republicans took the majority of the House of Representatives, Jordan requested documents and communications from the executives related to big tech censorship. At the time, Jordan and Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee said that they had evidence that big tech companies were colluding with the Biden administration to suppress free speech online. Senator Rand Paul has introduced the COVID-19 Vaccination Non-Discrimination Act. Senator Paul and Representative Dan Bishop, Republicans, introduced the COVID-19 Vaccination Non-Discrimination Act to prohibit federal funds from being given to medical facilities that refuse to treat patients based on their COVID-19 vaccination status. Paul, a Kentucky Republican, said his legislation would protect the rights of vulnerable patients to make their own health care choices and ensure that federal taxpayer dollars do not support facilities that turn away patients based on their COVID-19 vaccination status. A new survey confirms massive mistrust in the media. A new survey exploring the impact of media on democracy revealed that half of American respondents believe that national news organizations intend to mislead or misinform the public. About half of Americans said they do not trust the news media to be truthful. Republican distrust of national media has also increased, although to a lesser extent than independents. Nearly 80 percent of Republicans surveyed had uh, held unfavorable views of American media, while 72 percent say national news organizations have the resources and opportunity to report the news accurately and fairly to the to the public. Only 35 percent say most national news organizations can be relied upon to do just that. And California has lost 700,000 residents in the last two years. The California exodus has shown no sign of slowing down as the state's population dropped by more than 500,000 people between April of 2020 and July of last year, with the number of residents leaving surpassing those moving in uh, by nearly 700,000. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We'll take a quick break, but we'll continue to take a look at some of the day's headlines, followed by a look at the lighter side of the news and in our second hour, The Christian Outlook. So stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Chicago's homeless population is flocking to O'Hare Airport. Homeless encampments have sprung up inside crime-riddled Chicago's O'Hare International Airport terminals, leaving some concerned for their safety as uh, images of people sleeping in filthy makeshift shelters have emerged. Thousands of people sleeping rough have sought refuge at the popular airline hub, with many setting up shelters inside the terminal buildings. Two overnight employees at O'Hare told CBS affiliate this month that they're worried about their safety. It's out of control, said one, one of the employees. Uh, none of us feel safe. Fifteen state attorney generals, attorneys general, or whichever way that goes, sent a letter to the president denouncing his call for an assault weapons ban. More than one dozen state attorneys general put President Biden on notice Wednesday with a letter slamming uh, his State of the Union call for an unconstitutional ban on assault weapons, led by Montana AG Austin Knutson. The attorneys general put Biden on notice that with every tool at our disposal, we will oppose your attempt to trample on Americans fundamental right to defend themselves with guns. A poll indicates that Republican voters care more about the culture wars than other issues. National Review reports that a new poll of Republican primary voters found that the vast majority want the party's presidential candidates to lean into culture war issues, especially when it comes to education and health care. The survey found that 93 percent of the 1,000 Republican primary voters surveyed 
wanted presidential candidates to prioritize parental rights and school curriculum transparency. Republican primary voters do not want sexual orientation and gender identity taught in public schools. The Daily Caller reports that reforming Social Security and Medicare would make 64% of GOP primary voters more likely to support a candidate, and comprehensive immigration reform would make 59% of voters more likely to support a candidate. The U.K. claims Russia has sent 97% of its entire army into Ukraine. The U.K. said Russia has deployed nearly its entire army in Ukraine, increasing pressure along the front line in the east of the country, but falling short of a breakthrough. Ukrainian officials have have warned of a renewed Russian onslaught to coincide with the first anniversary of Moscow's invasion next week. But some Western officials said that the offensive is unlikely to be one um, single event. Russian forces have redoubled efforts and attacks along the front lines in eastern Ukraine in recent weeks, eking out gains after a series of reversals last year. We now estimate 97% of the whole Russian army is in Ukraine. A U.K. Defense Secretary Ben Wallace told the British Broadcasting Corporation, Today, uh, today's um, shows us um, that uh, Russia is running short. Jim Jordan and his committee are investigating the weaponization of government to investigate the State Department. Jordan and Matt Gates are vowing to investigate the State Department for bankrolling a disinformation tracking group that is, as the Washington Examiner revealed, secretly blacklisting and taking steps to defund conservative media outlets. Republican lawmakers have continued to raise concerns over two State Department-backed entities, the National Endowment for Democracy and Global Engagement Center, granting $665,000 combined between 2020 and 2021 to the Global Disinformation Index. Now, Jordan and Gates are setting their sights on an investigation into this funding through the newly created Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. Don Lemon claimed that Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. She's 51, by the way. Openly misogynistic comments on national television isn't all that surprising, I suppose. CNN This Morning host Don Lemon took a swipe at Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley on Thursday when he said the 51-year-old isn't in her prime. His comments came after Haley, 51, said there should be a mandatory competency test for political, for politicians rather, more than 75 years of age. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable, Lemon began. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s, Lemon's co-host Poppy Harlow was quick to challenge him on this statement. Prime for what? Harlow asked. I think we need a qualifier. Are you talking about prime for, like, childbearing, or are you talking about prime for being president? Well, Nikki Haley, the liberals can't stand the idea of having a competency test for older politicians to make sure they can do the job. Uh, BTW isn't, uh, it's uh, always the liberals uh, who are the most sexist. Again, quoting Nikki Haley. A Department of Justice official warns against using TikTok and urges a bipartisan effort to divest from the social media platform. LGBT groups attack the New York Times trans coverage, making demands on the news outlet. Multiple Hollywood celebrities and pro-LGBTQ advocacy groups joined Hollywood's gay lobby, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, or GLAD, in torching the New York Times over its recent coverage of trans issues. The letter demanding the New York Times take action against this type of reporting in the future joined another 
uh, signed by uh, nearly 200 New York Times contributors admonishing the paper for the same reason. Glad alleged that Time uh, reporting has gone against the medical and science community, saying every major medical association supports gender-affirming care as best practice care that is safe and life-saving and has widespread consensus in the medical and scientific communities. Well, that flatly is not true, particularly when it uh, relates to young people. Unvaccinated New York City teachers' fingerprints were sent to the FBI. Their files were flagged with a problem. Well, Children's Health Defense said that unvaccinated New York City teachers were reportedly flagged and their fingerprints sent to the FBI, according to an affidavit filed in federal court last week. And the New Yorkers um, for Religious Liberty, Inc. versus the city of New York appeals hearing challenging the now rescinded vaccine mandate for city employees. Plaintiff's attorneys, John Birch, said that flagged teachers were labeled with problem codes that impact their ability to get another job. John Fetterman checked himself into a hospital for depression. The Democratic senator, John Fetterman of Pennsylvania, checked himself into Walter Reed National Military Medical Center to receive treatment for clinical depression, his chief of staff announced on Thursday. On Monday, he was evaluated by Dr. Brian Monahan, the attending physician of the United States Congress. Fetterman is a freshman senator and was elected in November after suffering a stroke in May of last year. His uh, disability was not covered well. And some are suggesting that uh, he was not fit at that time to move forward until he had recovered more fully. The FBI conducted searches at the University of Delaware in its document investigation. The FBI has conducted two searches at the University of Delaware in connection with the investigation into President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents. The previously undisclosed searches were conducted in recent weeks with the consent and cooperation of the president's legal team. The library of the University of Delaware, Biden's alma mater, is home to an extensive collection of papers from the president's time in the Senate. Investigators retrieved materials from two university locations on two different days. The material did not appear to have classified markings. A British Christian has been acquitted for charges of silently praying outside abortion clinics. These two British Christians on trial uh, were acquitted Thursday of charges of violating a public a spaces protection order and a mass fire breaks out at a nursery in Florida. Firefighters are responding to a massive industrial fire in Kissimmee, Florida, that broke out behind a manufacturer of plastic nursery and greenhouse supplies. Asbury University's continuous worship services inspire hope and uh, um, inspiration for many around the clock prayer services that have lingered for a week at the Christian University in Kentucky have drawn national attention as participants have flocked nationwide to experience what some are calling a spiritual revival. The Department of Justice has dropped its investigation of Matt Gates. More than two years ago, the Florida Republican representative was accused of having engaged in inappropriate contact with a young woman when he, she was 17. Gates steadfastly denied the claim, and now he will see no charges raised against him. President Biden's bumbling balloons following the U.S. military shooting down three more unidentified flying objects in recent days. And what uh, what in the uh, in the world is eco grief? Well, the Interior Department's Fish and Wildlife Service recently announced that it will offer eco grief training for employees. According to the department, this training will aim to help employees who are suffering from ecological grief over climate change. On this day in history, 1801, the U.S. House of Representatives breaks an electrical 
uh, you know, electoral tie, rather, between Thomas Jefferson and Aaron Burr, electing Jefferson president, Burr becomes vice president. 1815, the United States and Britain exchanged the instruments of ratification for the Treaty of Ghent, ending the War of 1812. 1864, during the Civil War, the Union ship USS Hassa, uh, Hassa Tonic is rammed and sunk in Charleston Harbor, South Carolina, by the Confederate hand-cranked submarine H.L. Hunley and the first naval attack of its kind. The Hunley also sinks. 1865, during the Civil War, Columbia, South Carolina burns as the Confederate eva- Confederates evacuate the Union forces, move in. 1897, the forerunner of the National PTA, the National Congress of Mothers, convenes its first meeting in Washington. 1933, Newsweek magazine is first published under the title Newsweek. 1947, the Voice of America begins broadcasting to the Soviet Union. 1972, President Richard Nixon leaves the White House with his wife, Pat, on a historic trip to China. 1996, world chess champion Gary Kasparov beats IBM's supercomputer Deep Blue, winning a six-game match in Philadelphia. Kasparov would lose to Deep Blue in the rematch in 1997. 2009, President Barack Obama signs a mammoth $787 billion economic stimulus package into law in Denver, he also approves adding some 17,000 U.S. troops for the war in Afghanistan. And finally, on this day in history, 2018, President Trump's national security advisor, H.R. McMaster, tells a conference in Germany that there was uh, now incontrovertible evidence of a Russia plot to disrupt the 2016 U.S. election. The statement stood in stark contrast to the Trump's claim that Russia interference in his election victory was a hoax. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Up next, James Blinn will join me as we take a look at the lighter side of the news. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Joining me to take a look at the lighter side of the news is James Blinn. Thank you. So how are you doing, James? I'm doing all right. It's Friday. Looking forward to a nice long weekend and... Uh... That's right. You're taking some time off next week, President's yes. Day, and a couple yeah, of days. a couple of days afterwards as well, just to kind of uh, recharge the jets, so to speak. So, what am I supposed to do if you're gone? Weep. I'll call you every ten minutes. Weeping How's and gnashing that? of teeth. <laughs> How about I just call you every ten minutes? You do that anyway. No comment. Well, let's see. The lighter side of the news: America's oddest laws include rules against dressing as nuns, eating frogs, and more. Now, these are not things I would likely do, but Americans know that they should never run a red light or steal an item from a grocery store. But what about selling a car in uh, Missouri on a Sunday? That, too, is actually illegal. Here, in part, is um, uh, one of a, a list of some of the peculiar laws out there. Let's start with Alabama. Don't dress as a member of the clergy unless you are one. A criminal code in Alabama states that no person shall pretend to be a minister of religion or any other member of the clergy, nun, priest, rabbi, if the law is broken, the person uh, will ultimately be charged with a misdemeanor. Punishment, $500,000 fine. Wow, that's, uh, that's bad, especially because, uh, you know, foul poverty and all. Well, there is that. Alaska, do not operate motorcycles or loud pi- uh, power tools at night. Now, I'm wondering, in Alaska, where sometimes the nights are very brief, they have uh, sunlight for long periods of time. Does that mean at 3 a.m. in the morning, if it's uh, daylight, you can still make loud noises? 
Yeah, but it also probably means that they can only do it right now between 1.15 and 1.30 p.m. every afternoon. That's probably true. In Fairbanks, Alaska, it's illegal to operate or use loud instruments between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m., according to the city's code. Uh, That includes a pile driver, pneumatic hammer, bulldozer, road grader, loader, power shovel, derrick, backhoe, power saw, manual hammer, motorcycle, snow machine, or other instrument, appliance or vehicle which generates loud sounds or noises after having been informed by another that such operation uh, is against the law. My guess is there's an example under every one of those categories where somebody made noise. Yep. Arizona, you'd better not interfere with a claw machine or crane game. In Arizona, it's illegal to mess with a crane game, according to Title 13, Chapter 32. No person shall alter the game so the claw is unable to grab prizes, display prizes in a way where the claw is unable to grab those prizes, use money as prizes or award prizes in the game, which are redeemable for cash or currency, the law states. Okay, then. (laughs) Arkansas. Forget about beeping a horn after 9 p.m. at sandwich shops. Only at sandwich shops? Apparently so. In Arkansas, no person shall sound the horn on a vehicle at any place where cold drinks or sandwiches are served after 9 p.m. In 2020, Reuters also reported on Arkansas Title I, which addressed the pronunciation of the state name. So they're very persnickety in Arkansas. Yeah, that or... Some subway franchisee has a lot of time to lobby on his hands. Arkansas? Yep. California, you can't eat frogs that die in frog jumping competitions. Okay, I can live with that. Who wants to eat an underachieving frog anyway? I couldn't tell you. Colorado, you may not use um, upholstered furniture outside. In the Centennial State... No person shall keep, use, or store upholstered furniture outside unless that furniture is specifically manufactured for outdoor use. In other words, you can't have your couch on the front porch. This may include upholstered chairs, upholstered couches, and mattresses in the front, side, or backyard of your home. If the furniture is temporarily placed in an outside location in the hope of selling it at a yard sale, however, that's apparently a different story, according to the General Offenses Law. Well, there you go. Uh, Connecticut, don't sell silly string to minors. Who would you sell it to? I don't know a lot of adults who walk to the store and go, ooh, silly string. That's probably true. Delaware, you can't whisper or use profane language in a place of worship. I don't know why you couldn't whisper, but profane language shouldn't be heard. I mean, that, that I, I, I appreciate that it's illegal. I mean, that should just be common sense. But, uh, yeah, the um, the whispering thing seems almost essential. Well, as you know, common sense is not in uh, great supply these days. Florida, don't feed the alligators. That makes sense. Georgia, you can't have chickens crossing the road. Isn't that between the chicken and the road? Section 8.1 of Georgia law has rules against domestic fowl running at large. It shall be unlawful for any person owning or controlling chickens, ducks, geese, or any other domestic fowl to allow the same to run at large upon the streets or alleys of the city or to be upon the premises of any other person without the consent of such other person, the law says. So if you are in Georgia, the joke, why did the chicken cross the road, 
uh, the answer would be to violate the law and you will be charged. I mean, if you own a chicken right now and you're not keeping that thing way close to you, you, you deserve whatever you're going to get, including <laughs> really expensive eggs. Yeah. Hawaii, you can't uh, post a billboard except in special cases. The Aloha State uh, forbids outdoor advertising unless under special circumstances, and I guess they would define what they would be. Only on property that is actually selling the item or service that's being advertised. In Idaho, you can't carry a red or white cane unless you are fully or partially blind. In Illinois, you cannot dye a baby chick. It's against the law in the prairie state to sell, offer, or sell, trade, or display living baby chicks, ducklings, goslings, and other fowl or rabbits which have been dyed, colored, or otherwise treated so as to impart to them an artificial color. Oh, that kind of died. I thought you meant deceased there at first. Nope. Okay, then. Indiana, don't even think about catching a fish with your bare hands. It's unthinkable. Fishing is allowed in the Hoosier state, but the state prohibits people from taking fish from the water using their hands alone. It also states that a net, dynamite, or explosives may not be used, among other methods. It reminds me of the movie back in the 80s, The Karate Kid, where Mr. Miyagi is trying to capture a fly using chopsticks. And uh, that, to me, seems about the equivalent of the difficulty level of catching a fish with your hands. Uh, the legalities of it uh, are, you know, are certainly questionable whether it should or shouldn't be, but uh, the realities of it are, that's, that's, that's not easy. Well, Iowa, don't pass off fake butter as real butter. I can't believe it's not butter. Kansas, don't use playgrounds if you're over 14. Really? You can't use a playground if you're over 14? That just seems discriminatory. I'm not okay with that. Kentucky, do not. That's it. I'm not moving to uh, Kansas. Kentucky, do not use reptiles in religious services. Oh, man. Louisiana, you may not have reptiles at or near Mardi Gras. Leave your snake at home. Maine, you can't gamble at the airport. In Biddenford, Maine, under Section 14.2, it is illegal to engage in gambling at the airport. It's also against the law to be intoxicated or commit any act constituting a nuisance on airport ground. But you can be a nuisance anywhere else. So, uh, Maryland, uh, forget about stench bombs. I'm not sure I know what that is, but it doesn't sound good. In Baltimore, Maryland, it's illegal to manufacture, sell, or trade a stench bomb, which is defined as any liquid, gaseous, or solid substance or matter of any kind which is intended to be thrown, dropped, poured, deposited, or discharged for the purpose of producing a noxious, nauseating, sickening, irritating, or offensive odor. Basically, they're they're a stink bomb, what we used to call stink bombs. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, in every one of these cases, there's been an instance in which these things have been done. Yeah, we had one go off in my fifth grade classroom once. Oh, no, a student? Yeah, they brought it in to show it off, and Uh somehow it managed to find its way to, you know, inevitably get broken. Oops. uh, Yeah, it was the day before Christmas break. Thankfully, the teacher had a very short-term memory. (laughs) Massachusetts, be careful how you play the national anthem. In Massachusetts, whoever sings or plays the national anthem on an instrument or any public space other than as a a whole or separate composition or number will be fined. 
There are other stipulations to this rule. So in Massachusetts, if you sing or play the Star Spangled Banner on an instrument or in any public space other than as a whole or separate composition or number, you will be fine. So if you're going to sing it, do it right. What did you think about the national anthem at the Super Bowl? I, I actually really liked it. I really liked it. I was very surprised. I, I, I really liked it. I'm going to look him up. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, I actually, I'm not a big fan of country music. But, I wasn't uh, either, and I thought, eh. But uh, Chris Stapleton, the, the, the guy who did it, is I, I really like a lot of his stuff, actually. Yeah. Some I, of it's not stuff I would play around my daughter, and I wouldn't really listen to it myself, but uh, some of it's just so good. It's so he, good. He, he got some pipes. I'll yes, put it he that does, way. and that's that's what I dig. Yeah. Okay, Michigan, there's no drunkenness on trains. Now, in your car, on the bus, no problem, but on a train... No, thank you. Minnesota, you can't be charged with drunkenness. You can't be charged. This is Minnesota, not to be confused with uh, Michigan. In Minnesota, it's noted in Section 340A that no person may be charged with or convicted of the offense of drunkenness or public drunkenness. Why on earth? Let me just squeeze two more in here. Mississippi, don't use profanity. I'm all for that. And Missouri, you can't sell cars on Sunday. I've got one over here, too. You know, in Oregon and Southwest Washington, you you can't go more than ten minutes without taking a break on a radio program. I think we need to take a break. Absolutely, we don't want to. You know, we operate in the public interest, so we need to <laughs> listen. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on ninety three point nine KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. I've asked James to join me to take a look at the lighter side of the news, and in the second hour of today's program, the Christian outlook. Dr. Albert Moeller will talk about the growing scrutiny of the Turkish government as there are far more dead than uh, necessary. We'll also hear from Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs to talk about the churches outside the earthquake area that have come to minister to those displaced. Bob Bernie uh, will take a look at the terrible loss of life and the toll of the destruction in the wake of the earthquake, followed by uh, the aftershocks on February 6th in Turkey and Syria. That's coming up in the second hour. Well, here are some of the wildest and wackiest college classes uh, that are taught in America today. This isn't altogether surprising. We've seen over time uh, what passes for a college course, but courses on Harry Potter, ice cream, serial killer Ted Bundy, or Bundy rather, among the unique offerings. So this is what all those uh, hefty uh, tuition payments are covering these days. Some of the wildest and wackiest college courses offered across America. Introduction to surfing. Now, I suppose if this is a physical education course, maybe that makes sense. But students at Pepperdine University, which I love Pepperdine, can take an introduction to surfing class right on the beach of Malibu, California. The one credit course conveys a general understanding of surfing and ocean safety. Classes fill almost instantly when registration uh, begins. Just another perk, it seems, of attending college on the coast of sunny California. Nature of society, Beyonce and intersectionality. This is a course. Any class mentioning Beyonce is uh, bound to be a hit among today's college kids who aren't that interested in working after college. For three credits, students at Texas Christian University are taught the characteristics of the Houston-born pop queen, Really? The characteristics. Open discussion in class also cover such bold topics as racism, classism, and sexism. Now, why she has to be a centerpiece for all of that is uh, I mean, there, 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 there are positives to this class. 
and they it's would be well if you're if you're a guy and you know you're kind of hoping in your college experience to to meet that woman of your dreams and you show up there you're going to find all the single ladies <laughs> tree climbing <laughs> This course is taught at Cornell University. Do you know what the tuition is at Cornell University? I'm not sure numbers go that high. In upstate New York, it's for the kid at heart, maybe even Tarzan himself. The outdoor education department at the um, uh, the university offers this one-credit course. It covers how to get up into any tree, how to move around, even how to climb to another tree. Boy, I'm so glad we have a college, a university that can help us. Uh, learn as young adults what we already knew as kids. Arguing with Judge Judy. It's a popular logic on TV judge shows. First-year students at the University of California, Berkeley, take a deep dive into TV judge uh, shows in um, this one-credit course. Speaking of Judge Judy, my wife recently blew the minds of her students when she mentioned that Judge Judy was actually a judge. They just assumed she was a TV star. She's just a reality yeah, person yeah, pretending I, to be. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay, here's one, James. Uh, okay. I know you have a daughter. She'll be in university at some point. We hope. Nip, tuck, perm, pierce, tattoo, embalm. Adventures with embodied cultures. That sounds like something that we'd see at, like, Portland State. Yeah, people can alter their bodies in more ways than one, and the inclination to do so may well be culturally influenced. It's an eight-credit class taught by Alfred University in Alfred, New York. Discusses how different cultures across the globe influence appearance changes, no matter how extreme those changes may be. Might want to make uh, note of that. Harry Potter, understanding good and evil. You know, if I want to understand good and evil, the first place I go to is... Harry Potter, the fictitious character. Uh, this first-year four-credit seminar course taught at High Point University in High Point, North Carolina, examines the fine line between good and evil among historic figures, but with a um, swish and flick twist. Through the lens of J.K. Rowling, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, uh, students at High Point University are challenged in that class to define the discrepancy between the two forces. Now, you wouldn't go to... Um, great works of literature and art, you would go to Harry Potter. Wow. Going viral. Ever wonder how to go viral on the Internet? I suppose you'd need to know that because if you're taking some of these courses, you're probably not going to be employable. But if you've ever wondered how to go viral on the Internet, this three-credit class for communications and media majors at uh, Montclair State in Montclair, North uh, New Jersey, rather, will explain exactly how to do it. Wow, to go viral. Dealing tactfully with difficult people. This uh, extension seminar at UCLA, uh, it teaches the critical skills needed to handle people who don't um, make life easy for the rest of us. Cow to cone is a class. Learn the ins and outs of ice cream manufacturing at Penn University, Penn State. Uh, This one-of-a-kind lecture is a 129-year tradition at the university. Actually, I'd be open to that one. Cow to cone. Yeah. Ice cream? I I presume samples are provided? (laughs) Well, it adds creamery ice cream represents the university's agricultural roots and remains today a symbol of Penn State pride from the cow to the cone. Well, there you have it. How about clap for credit, a.k.a. music 113? 
A round of applause for this one. Uh, the one credit class officially known as Music 113. Music in performance is offered at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Students can take the class as many as three times. Duh. You need to take it three times? Uh, it asks, is that because you fail? Yeah. Maybe you can't clap on the right beat. Usually students in the music department would use the captive audience to practice performing. It asks this of enrolled students, show up to one 50-minute lecture each week, listen to a musical performance for each class, then clap when those performances conclude. That's it. Usually students in the music department use the captive audience to practice performing, said a recent graduate at the university who took the course. And then there's this course, which seems altogether appropriate. It's simply titled Failure. Trying for a career in the arts often means learning how to fail. A course called uh, Topics Failure, taught at the Clive Davis Institute for NYU's Tisch School of the Arts, explorer, uh, explores major failures among artists as well as memorable pop culture moments. And then there's this, um, Lady Gaga and the Sociology of the Fame. Wow. I took a lot harder courses than this when I was at university, back when dinosaur roamed the earth. Uh, introduction to World Puppetry. How the Simpsons saved American literature. I mean, does the course teacher, the professor, actually believe that? That the Simpsons saved American literature? The longest-running scripted primetime series in American television history has gotten its own three-credit college course. At Long Island's Hofstra University, students can study how the cartoon series, The Simpsons, has uh, provided uh, classic literature for 33 seasons. Common themes such as family values, heroes, and role models, and American ingenuity are also examined. Whatever happened to the classics? And finally, there's a course on serial murder. Why is the public so infatuated with serial murderers? Well, High Point University at High Point, North Carolina, gives first-year students the upper hand in answering this question. For four credits, students at the university study the origin of serial killers, including people such as Def Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy, and exactly what makes their gruesome acts so fascinating. Really fascinating, that's the word that they use. Wow, Mom and Dad, you might want to check out what courses your sons and daughters are taking now, uh, this time around. I would be okay with the, the serial murderers if it was, you know, investigating why Captain Crunch offed Snap, Crackle, and Pop. That would be, <laughs> that would be my kind of serial murderers, but, uh, yeah, I think the other would be too gruesome. Yeah, for a college course, wow. If you were going into law enforcement— I can imagine that that might be a, a more serious approach to that subject might be useful. Criminal just, behavior. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, absolutely. But to just fascinate students who are trying to find themselves for four years taking courses on Beyonce. Yeah, not so much. All right. We've got news and traffic coming up here at the top of the hour. When we return the Christian outlook. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G. Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.